not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic <laughs> primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. Mm-hmm. She's a favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her mm-hmm. so far. And that's assuming Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not because she's also a Russian right. uh, asset. Yeah. yeah, she's a Russian asset. I mean, totally. And so they know they can't win without a third party candidate. And so I don't know who it's going to be, but I will guarantee you they'll have a vigorous third party challenge in the key states that they most need it. All right. They is Republicans. Yeah, see, I've listened in to her this fever dream. I've li- listened to this a bunch of times now, and I, I'm listening closely every time to try to figure it out. You know, I should really do my job and listen to it in context. What does old Ploof say before or after this conversation? Old Ploof, the Obama's old campaign manager, is yeah. his podcast that Hillary was on, and there at the beginning when she kind of throws out the Russian asset thing first, somebody kind of goes, "Is that a laugh or a cough or a?" Are they having fun and laughing and joking around? Well, she ain't joking at the end of it. No. The question was about Russian interference in the upcoming election. When she says, no, Jill Stein won't give it up, she's a Russian asset. Yes, although there was one key phrase in there which made it clear it was collusion, not merely being an accidental asset. Right, that's what I was saying. Jill Stein's a Russian asset. Was it Jill Stein won't give it up? She wants to run third party, and that's an asset to the Russians, or she's going to hang on because she's a Russian asset, which are two completely different things. Let's listen one more time. (laughs) And I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic (laughs) primary. So that they is clearly the Russians. Correct. And I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic primary. <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard. And are grooming her to be the third party candidate. Mm-hmm. She's a favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her mm-hmm. so far. And that's assuming Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not because she's also a Russian right. uh, asset. Yeah. yeah, she's a Russian asset. I mean, totally. And so. They know they can't win without a third party candidate. And so I don't know who it's going to be, but I will guarantee you they'll have a vigorous third party challenge in the key okay. states. Yeah, that she they was most uh, needed. Plough said she's an agent. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. She's completely a Russian asset. Like Unless working didn't with hear the that Russians. Word. Well, that was the implication. OK, this is from Rolling Stone. Uh, Matt Taibbi, who if you don't know his act, he, he's a liberal. He makes everybody mad, though. At various times. He's a smart aleck, (laughs) which I appreciate. And just crazy Uh, smart. Everyone is a Russian asset. America laughed at Hillary Clinton's remarks about Tulsi Gabbard, but her ideas fit perfectly in the intellectual mainstream. This is what I've been trying to figure out, what this is all about. Hillary Clinton, not long ago, the nominee of the Democratic Party, had some choice words about the state of American politics on Friday. We just played you the clip. Clinton appeared to be talking about Tulsi Gabbard, combat veteran, And then she teed up on Green Party candidate Jill Stein. She went on to talk about Donald Trump. I don't know what Putin has on him, whether it's both personal and financial. I assume it is. So she just flat out states that Putin has something personal and financial on Trump. In spite of the most hostile relationship with Russia in years and the sanctions and the rest of it. And the Mueller report and the digging into it. Right. 
She just states that flat out as true. Yeah. Matt Taibbi goes on. Hillary Clinton is nuts. <laughs> She's also not far from the Democratic Party mainstream, which has been pushing the same line for years. Less than a week before Clinton's outburst, the New York Times, once a symbol of stodgy, hyper-cautious reporting, ran a feature called, What Exactly Is Tulsi Gabbard Up To? The piece speculated about the suspicious activity surrounding Gabbard's campaign, using quotes from the neoconservative think tank Alliance for Securing Democracy to speculate about Gabbard's Russian support. This was the second such article the Times had written, an August piece, Tulsi Gabbard thinks we're doomed, hit nearly all the same talking points, quoting Clint Watts, an ex-spook from the same think tank, calling Gabbard the Kremlin's best friend. After Clinton gave the Russian asset interview that we just listened to, it seemed like for a moment that America's commentariat, which I'd not heard that word before, We're part of it. You should know the word. Might tiptoe away from the topic. Hillary Clinton has been through a lot over the course of her career, and even detractors would say she's earned latitude to go loony biscuits every now and then. Ooh, which she is, but she's the wholesale loony biscuits now. A few of the Democratic presidential candidates, like Beto O'Rourke and Andrew Yang, gently chided Clinton for her remarks. But when Gabbard, who's similarly been through a brutal media ordeal, snapped back and called Hillary queen of the warmongers, and Donald Trump followed by calling Clinton crazy, <laughs> most pundits doubled down on the asset idea. Neoconservative-turned-hashtag-resistance-hero David Frum blasted Trump for defending Stein and Gabbard, noting sarcastically he was supposed to pretend they're not all on the same team. Wow, I'm unawares of this. Sorry. And, and Navarro of CNN said, when both the Russians and Trump support someone, be wary. An MSNBC panel noted, apparently in all seriousness, that Gabbard, quote, never denied being a Russian asset. That's hilariously C- stupid. CNN media critic ben S- or Brian Stelter tried to suggest Hillary only seemed wacko thanks to a trick of the red enemy, saying it feels like a disinformation situation where the Russians want this kind of disinformation. The Russians caused us to say that crazy thing about the Russians meme has been a recurring theme for a long time. The Russians caused us to say the crazy thing about the Russians. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can't a lot of this be explained fairly easily by the enemy of the enemy? My enemy is my friend. I mean, if the Russians think, wow, we got to undermine the uh, Republicans because they look like they're going to win or um, we got to figure out who'd be the best third-party candidate. That doesn't suggest that that third-party candidate's coordinating with Vlad Putin. And it's easily understood. <sighs> Tulsi Gabbard's way too cute to be a Russian agent. This witch-hunting insanity isn't just dangerous, Matt Tybee writes. It's a massive breach from reality. Um, yeah? <sighs> but she's a witch! I don't know what to make of all this. I, I don't either. Is it the new? I mean, it's just an easy smear to it, cast doubts. I'll, I'll read. She's the, a, a, she's a tool of Wall Street. It's just an easy smear. I'll I'll read the last two paragraphs. Yeah, please do. Uh, I want to know where he's going. Even if you posit the most elaborate theories of Russian interference, which I don't, but of course I'm a denialist denialist scum. What happened in 2016 was still almost entirely a domestic story, with Trump benefiting from long-developed public rejection of the political establishment. That's about as good a sentence describing how Trump won as I've ever read. Yep. Long-developing public rejection of the political establishment. On both sides. And that's what's been happening in countries all around the world. 
Rather than confront the devastating absurdity of defeat before an ad-libbing game show host who is seemingly trying to lose another good sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Democrats have gone all in on this theory of foreign infiltration. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi even said as much in a White House meeting, pointed at Trump and proclaiming, all roads lead to Putin. All? Seriously? Is this ever going to end? That's the end of Matt Taibbi's article. And he is, like Joe said, I mean, he's a he's a super lefty and, and, and supports all this sort of stuff, but he's also a, he's he, he's not a go-along-with-anybody sort of guy. No, no, he's intellectually honest. And he and calls he, him as he sees him. Right. Well, as he said there, he, but he believes it's mostly what he described happened in 2016, but he's called, and I've heard him call this a denialist, you know, he's a... He's a not willing to see what's actually happening in the Russian influence and the Facebook and all the different stuff that happens. Yeah, I think I'll go with Matt Taibbi over some CNN hostess. What happened in 2016 was almost was still almost entirely a domestic story, with Trump benefiting from long-developing public rejection of the political establishment. All roads lead to Putin. Seriously, is this ever going to end? Wow. Something. That is Looney Tunes. My last note on this, so we can take a break from politics, is it? If I'm a Democrat, I would be raising my hand at any meeting or group of friends. If he's as bad as we say he is, and I think he is, I'd say, right? if I'm a Trump hater, right. then let's just beat him on that. Why do we worry about all this other crap? Right. If he's right. as bad as we claim, shredding the Constitution and doing all these horrible things, let's just let's focus on that. Beat him on that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because the Russian interference, and the Russians are constantly screwing with virtually every country on Earth that they see as rival. All the time, including us. Um, But there's no responsible analysis by anybody that shows that uh, a significant number of votes were changed. If any, by the Ruskies in their attempts to screw with us. So... Yeah, that's it. Just that's odd, and and what's especially odd about it is it's clearly counterproductive for Democrats. Not going to do them any good. So the NBA has announced zero tolerance policies on hateful fan behavior. Is that going to uh, factor into politics and Hong Kong signs? I don't know. A couple of movie notes we need to hit. Uh, also on big films that are coming out. One. Oh, and which kind of movie should watch? With your girlfriend or wife as a guy that is going to lead to sex. Oh, boy. A study has been done. That's a frank uh, tease right there. I don't know about movies. I know some websites. <laughs> oh, uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Donna from Brooklyn, would you like to wish the Astros good luck in the World Series? Absolutely not. Anything you want to say to I do. I want to say, Altuve, that was a nice shot, but next time we're going to throw at your head. <laughs> would you like to congratulate the Houston Astros on going to the World Series? the Astros. The Houston assholes, New York Yankees all day. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a Yankee. I want to tell that little Altuve to come by my construction site. And we'll throw him a beating. Wow. We'll throw him a beating. Wow. <laughs> we'll throw him a beating. <laughs> That's the Jimmy Kimmel Show asking New Yorkers if they want to congratulate the Astros for Beautiful. their for their win. Baseball insiders say uh, the Nationals don't even have a chance. 
I don't have the slightest idea. I haven't seen one pitch of a. I couldn't name well, one. Well, now you do. I just told you. Bet heavily. Yeah, I know. That Astros team has got a uh, swagger, though. Here's a headline for you. This is in the Washington Post. Hugs, kids' songs, and so much dancing. How the Nationals' clubhouse became something special. Dancing? Well, I'm rooting for Houston now. (laughs) Please. Um, uh, quick headline for you: the that last ditch opioid settlement, that, that Ohio suit that just before the judge was just throwing on his wig. Do we have wigs in this country? We don't. They tell me the judge was just throwing on his. He was wig. just <laughs> picking up his gavel, and and they came to a settlement. And there's belief that it could open the door for uh, a much larger deal around the country, and and the usefulness of that. And emergency personnel know this uh, down deep. That uh, dealing with all these dying and overdosing people and getting people into programs and the rest of it is expensive. Mm. And so we're trying to get the, uh, we the people, trying to get the drug manufacturers to pay for it. So Marshall will have the story of the timeline of impeachment. It looks like it's going to be later rather than sooner now. <clears throat> so, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're be putting it off uh, longer. So much for the narrative of last week, all week. Right. It's looking increasingly like Thanksgiving. Now that, that that blew up last night, so Marshall will have that coming up a little bit later. There's a couple of movies that I want to mo- mention. First of all, there's a new trailer out for yet another Star Wars movie. No, this is the final trailer for the Star Wars movies that are coming out this Christmas. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, this is the the final in the Skywalker saga. There will be more Star Wars adjacent movies to go for years to come. Sure, but no more <laughs> with the uh, the Luke I am your father cast. So now the uh, Luke is this like young Luke? Is this a prequel, a sequel, a no, simultequel? This is the ninth in the in the series. No, so this, this is, is Luke. So this is old man Luke. This is Luke his senior years. He's in a home. He mostly just watches Fox News and eats Jello. <laughs> <laughs> and flips around his lifesaver. Lifesaver, <laughs> careful, Mister Skywalker. I ain't know what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway, so you got that. I'm really excited about Current Wars that comes out this weekend. That is the movie about the discovery of electricity and the race between oh. Edison and Tesla. And I and thought you meant like the war in Syria and, and Westinghouse. Warren. It looks like fa- a fabulous. History story made interesting, which I'm a huge fan of because some of the most interesting things that have happened in mankind have been rendered unlistenable or unlearnable by the history teachers of America. And so here is a movie that's going to make the discovery of electricity and it becoming a thing on on planet Earth uh, an exciting story. To quote uh, myself, and this was addressed to history teachers, Making history boring is an achievement on the level of the development of penicillin. It's amazing you can do that. Have you seen any of the trailers for Current Wars? I huge, have not. huge stars in it. Yeah, it's got the uh, the butterscotch candlesticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. Rivalry. Yeah, huge stars yeah, in it. How dare you say? And it looks damn good. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then one other movie note I wanted to hit you with. It's all about uh, AC or DC, right? And then that little Australian band came along and combined them both. <laughs> For those about to rock, we Maybe. salute you. <laughs> and if you ever uh, watch a movie with your, uh, I'm talking to guys here, if you ever watch a movie with your girlfriend or your wife and you're hoping that uh, perhaps there'll be some uh, uh, lovemaking after the movie, according to a study, horror movies are the best way to go. Hor- horror. Horror movies. Not horror movies. Horror 
Oh, I wrote that down wrong. Scary movies. Um, and I, you know, I think I've had this experience in my life. So for whatever reason, there's something about the scary movie. You bond. Need you bond together. Like Coming that. together for mutual protection from the slasher or ghost or what have you. So Chainsaw-wielding uh, lunatic. Maybe a ghost slasher. It happens. I don't follow the world of indoor competitive cycling. You know, that bicycling where they ride around on that track with the steep sides. But right. You got a transgender cyclist who's dominating and breaking records, and it's become a real problem. Let me guess. It's a male-to-female transgender. <laughs> Am I right? So you got this uh, who sure looks like a really buff dude. That's a dude. Who's just trouncing the women on the track, and they're getting really upset about it and say something's got to be done. So yet another sport where this is happening. Not only is she trouncing the competitors, but she says it would be unfair to exclude her from competing. So if you want to say that I believe you're a woman for all of society, except for this massive central part that is sport, then that's not fair. No, it is fair. It's the very essence of fairness. You can do absolutely anything you want, except crush women on the field of play. We'll have to talk about that more later. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the Dems slowing down the impeachment train. America's hat, by the way, just had an election. <laughs> and good news about the ozone hole coming up. Listen, ozone hole. Easy now. <laughs> so America's Canada hat. had an election. That's cute. I didn't even know they yeah. did that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some things to say about that. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. America's subscription addiction is worth talking about. USA Today in their money section, how many people have so many subscriptions and can't even name all the ones that they pay on a monthly basis. Uh-oh. I'd fit into that category. You I just wrote up... need uh, to subscribe to an app that'll keep track of that for me. I just wrote up on the elevator with a young man, and I, uh, I said, look at you with your healthy lunch. He had a banana on a light sandwich. He said, I try. I said, I'm more of a vending machine guy. More of a go see what the best candy bar is in the vending machine. Sure. Oh, I admire nice. a young man like him. He looked to be like 23 years old. He's got his healthy sandwich and his bananas. That mm. guy's going to go somewhere. Right. He's not going to end up like me. A slug? A slug. Useless. All right, should I go on? <laughs> <laughs> Your body is a temple, Jack. Yeah. Do you remember that? Well, his is. I don't know about mine. Treat it. There's, yeah. Mm, boy, there's it. Mm. News now with Marsha Phillips. Now, slowing down the impeachment timeline, the New York Times is reporting, quote, House Democrats have resigned themselves to the likelihood impeachment proceedings against President Trump will extend into the Christmas season as they plan a series of public hearings intended to make the simplest and most devastating possible public case in favor of removing the president. The article goes on to say Democrat leaders were hoping to move as soon as Thanksgiving to wrap up its inquiry into Trump's dealings with Ukraine, with the polls showing growing public support for the investigation while not yet really sold on impeaching the president. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes? Do they... Well, the, the, the talking points are is they're just really trying to, you know, hone their argument so that they have a very clear, easy-to-understand argument to present to the American people. But there, there also could be some, I'm not sure we've got enough here. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Uh, how about yeah. we just kind of keep this on uh, uh, simmer and hope he does some more crazy stuff that we can just throw into the mix. Yeah. 
Well, and the benefit, as I've said before, is that this functions as a digging up of campaign dirt uh, through the entire process. Yeah, it is I mean, pretty even good for if, that. It, if it never gets to impeachment, if they never actually do it, they'll just constantly trot stuff out in front of the news media like this. Uh, Taylor character is testifying right. today. He's the former uh, ambassador or the head diplomat in, in Ukraine. In Ukraine, right. Yeah. And if they can get something out of him saying, yeah, I thought it was bad. It was awful. It was, you know, Trump uh, quid pro quo. Looked like one of me. Blah, blah. You know, maybe that doesn't help with the impeachment, but it just makes him look bad. So win-win from the Democrats' point of view. Meanwhile, President Trump tweeting today, quote, so someday if a Democrat becomes president and the Republicans win the House, even by a tiny margin, they can impeach the president without due process or fairness or any legal rights. All Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here, a lynching. But we will win. Now, Trump's tweet comparing impeachment to lynching, getting a lot of fiery pushback from Democrats. Illinois Democrat Bobby Rush firing back on Twitter saying, you think this impeachment is lynching? What the hell is wrong with you? All right. Um, so I do think we could enter an age of practically never-ending impeachment processes. Yes. Elizabeth oh, yeah. Warren wins. Republicans take the House at some point. Then it's, you know, back to do the same thing we're doing here. Sure. Believe it or not, there are 20-some thousand pages of records from the Fast and Furious scandal that a judge just declared have to come out. And they've come out in their preliminary run-throughs, show pretty clear obstruction of justice, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if the Republicans had wanted to, because that was a pretty big deal, that scandal at the time, in the wake of recent events, they probably would have started what they would call impeachment over it. Sure. It's Um, just it becomes what you do. Fast and Furious or Benghazi, either one of those you could have made into an impeachment thing, like just like what's going on now, Yeah, if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I do want to address the whole lynching thing because it's been, uh, you know, predictable but somewhat uh, hilarious to see uh, the reaction of that word on the left and the Democrats going crazy that it's inappropriate and how dare he the history blah blah blah, ignoring all of the Democratic politicians and figures who have used the term themselves through the years. It's an unjustified killing by a mob. The history of it is horrific, particularly against black people, but not exclusively. And it's just phony outrage, and I think we're all just getting tired of it. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has won a second term in Canada's national election. Cute little fellow. What's he, like 15, 16 years old? He's a little older than that, my friend. He lost the majority, but says he's now been given a clear mandate despite an increasingly divided parliament and a nation. And Barack Obama endorsed him last yes. week, which was, I, I thought we weren't supposed to do that sort of thing. Interfering in foreign elections. I thought that was... Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a cute little fellow. Really, really pretty man. Does he uh, swing toward uh, Manitoba or like quebec Do we know that about him? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Manitoba or I got you. He has a wife. He has a, a man- very oh. attractive wife. Okay, that's great. Yes. Good for them. I wish those two kids happiness. Well, the ozone hole in, in Canada. The ozone hole, it turns out, is at its smallest size on record. NASA scientist Paul Newman says that the shrinking is due to warmer atmospheric. The guy from the salad dressing. Yep. Now he's a NASA scientist as well, but mm. I do believe the one you're talking about has passed. Anyway. The uh, scientist Paul Newman is saying that the uh, shrinking is due to warmer stratospheric temperatures over Antarctica and is not a sign that the atmospheric ozone is suddenly on a fast track to recovery. Okay, I'll adjust accordingly. There you go. 
The ozone layer, by the way, blocks potentially harmful ultraviolet rays from reaching the Earth. And for that, we are eternally grateful. (laughs) And that is your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Since we got a moment or two, I I don't care what Miley Cyrus said here. On any topic, really. Her comments on homosexuality are not going over well, Joe. Oh, boy. She didn't say lynch, did she? But I want to hear how her voice is sounding these days as she continues to smoke. There are good men out there, guys. Don't give up. You don't have to be gay. There are good people with out there. You just got to find them. You got to find a that's not a you know what I mean? I always thought I had to be gay because I just thought, like, all guys were evil, but it's not true. Wow. Uh, Maybe she can find a good guy within the lollipop guild. Remember, so she was married to a dude, and then uh, no, they... so so she is uh, so Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter, divorced from Chris Hemsworth's brother, now has a new boyfriend and is talking about, hey, there's good men out there, everybody. I don't have briefly hey. in between though. She was with a chick. Yes, oh yes. yeah, yeah, that was right. like a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's correct. And then I realized that uh, you don't need to be gay. I always thought yeah. I had to be gay because I just there are good like... men out there, guys. Don't give up. You don't have to be gay. There are good people with out there. You just gotta find them. Says an eleven-year-old boy. Wow. Well, she had some. Well, that's something else. That voice. She's got some voice. Tell you what. She didn't didn't sound like that when she was Hannah Montana on uh, the Disney shows, did she? Surely not. I always thought I had to be gay. So that's just got to be the smoking, then, right? In the lifestyle? Yeah, like half a pack a day back in the Hannah Montana days. I've upped it somewhat. I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a yeah. poor family. Shattered his life from this monstrosity. Yeah, she's got to do some of that throat singing or whatever that's called. Soon. She'll be the only option. Yeah, how old is she based on how long you've known about her and how what her voice sounds like? Well, judging by her voice, about 80. She's 26. Wow. God, she's 26. Uh, wow. She... There are good men out there, guys. Don't give up. I've been yeah. hearing about her my whole adult life for some reason, and she sounds like that. I'm a day, hey, day, day, day. Like they say a, about cars, ain't the year, it's the mileage. She, yeah, she could get in a phlegm off with Bernie Sanders and oh hold my. her own. Wow. Anyway, that's my Miley Cyrus update for the day. But listen, ladies, if you're considering leaving Team Hetero because of the lack of good men, Miley Cyrus tells you don't do it. Mm. There's some good ones out there. Yeah, heck yeah. Fantastic. So no need to have a brief lesbian relationship. Thanks for standing up for Team H there, uh. Um, What's your name, Miley? Subscription. Flit it out of my mind in that five seconds because I just could not care less. <laughs> subscription addiction, which we a lot of us have, among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. some halloween goodness for you coming up hope you can stay tuned for that do we i do Fantastic. i got a couple of stats and various things very festive kind of kind of tangentially related to halloween um, i mentioned subscription addiction sweeping in america some various stats about how many of us have how many subscriptions how many do you even do you even know how many you have? No, fair number of people are not even exactly sure i'm not exactly <clears throat> sure i know so i had one of those deals where um, my credit card got compromised so I had to get a new credit card. I hate when that happens because everything I got my credit card tied to, I've got to re-go to. 
And I got an email. I hated that, too, because I would bought a lot of nice stuff on it. <laughs> I knew it couldn't last forever. And then I got an email from uh, one of the things I subscribed to saying, hey, your payment didn't go through. I still subscribe to this, I thought my, Ooh, to myself. Boy's life. <laughs> I didn't even know I still had that. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that that happens. So just USA Today is just reminding everybody to sit down every now and then, a couple times a year, go through your credit card statement, try to figure out what those things are. Do you still use it at all anymore? Or does Do you anybody... still live in that town? <laughs> and cancel them because, you know, something that's $8 a month doesn't seem like much, but... Uh... You know, over 12 months and a couple of years, it adds up to some real money, no Heck doubt. yeah, yeah. Especially in, if you invest it in a uh, well-run index fund or something like that. Uh, why is the market up right now? Woo! Not hearing that in the news very much, because you no, know why. Um, but it's crazy high. Look at your 401k. Then remember, it could go down tomorrow. 45% of Americans believe <laughs> that ghosts and demons exist. Oh, boy. As we head into Halloween. <clears throat> I believe in God. I do not believe that ghosts and demons exist. Might have to define your terms, I suppose. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of, yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate that. And one more. 20% of all mammal species on the planet are bats. What? Stop lying. That can't be true, can it? It's according to the U.S. Department of Interior. Why would they lie to me? They've never lied to me before. <sighs> Whatever they do. Whatever they do. However many billions of dollars they get. We have bats that uh, hang out in, on our house in our backyard. I love bats. I find them fascinating, um, but they poo a lot. 20% of all mammal species on the planet are bats. I couldn't have told you it's even close to that. It's a lot of bats. Bat guano. Yeah, I got a fair amount of bird guano, too, I ought to deal Congratulations. with. Congratulations. Yeah, I know. It's it's. I like living out in a natural part of the world, but animals are not polite with their eliminations. No, and they don't care what you paid for your car. I wish I had echolocation so bad. <laughs> How the bats see, you know, they, oh, yeah. the sound waves just bounce off the walls. Oh, I would, I would have ultimate situational awareness at all time. <laughs> would be handy. In N bomb news, <clears throat> there's a uh, case making its way through University of Connecticut. I do believe these three drunk idiots are walking through the. Uh, the parking lot of an apartment complex, uh, repeatedly saying the N-word louder and louder. Somebody Are they white re- people? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, they look to be white. Yeah, they look to be idiots. But um, <clears throat> a person inside wasn't just observing, they were recording. Now, university officials say an investigation into the 11-second video has prompted campus police to arrest and charge stu- two students Monday night with violating a Connecticut hate crime statute. Now, I committed a hate crime. Wow. Turns out that these numb skulls were playing a game. This is so drunken college boy where they would uh, shout something. Um, what they say? They described it. Uh, vulgar words and dare each other to uh, say it even louder. Then they switch to saying racial epithets loud enough for two people inside the apartment complex to hear it. Now, there is no... Boy, that's a bad idea. Oh, it's a terrible idea. I don't know idea. that it's a crime, but that's a really bad idea. Well, I guarantee you it's not a crime, and this will go absolutely nowhere judicially. Um, it's it's an idiotic and objectionable idea. It's it's rude on every level. It's it's There is no defending it, but it's not a crime. You just can't charge people with a crime for that. I don't think. Unless it's disturbing the peace. Hmm. You could make the case that... That's not the, the same as a hate that, crime. 
they right exactly they knew there are a fair number of black folks in the apartment complex and it was they could absolutely predict that it would cause anguish and the rest of it. but no it's not a hate crime and it and they'll get acquitted if it even goes to trial and it probably won't 20 percent of the justice league is currently a bat says this texter it's a very good point <laughs> i could hang out with that texter <laughs> go ahead and in a related story, a union official says a black security guard at a Wisconsin high school is getting his job back. I saw this story yesterday and was going to bring it up. I'm glad to hear that twist. There's this guy. He's been working at the school for ages, years, well thought of, well liked. And he heard some of the uh, the black kids. It doesn't say that specifically, not surprisingly, in this uh, account, but... um throwing N-bombs at each other. And he approached them and said, hey, that's not cool. I don't want to hear anybody calling anybody an enter. Well, uh, administration, which has a zero-tolerance policy, heard about the incident and fired him immediately? Nobody is stupider than school administrators. I've stood by that for decades. It is astounding the extent to which they can create new kinds of stupid on a nearly daily basis and then have long intellectual defenses of them. So uh, the hue and cry went up and and he's getting his job back. Can you imagine a a society so childish in, in the worst way and rigid unimaginative, and lacking in confidence in its own judgment. Surrounded by others who feel the same way. What I always say with these stories is there was no adult that raised their hand and said, well, this is dumb. We know what he was up to, that this doesn't count. He was and everybody doing... said, yeah, you're right, and it's just over? Right, he was doing good. The fact that our policy doesn't include security guards trying to teach a lesson to his uh, you know, fellow young black men doesn't mean we as adults it's just ideology blinds people in in a way that is truly frightening that's something god well of course wisconsin and how did this happen is it because the university of wisconsin is so gigantic how did good bedrock sensible midwestern cold as hell in the wintertime wisconsin get so lunatic ideology ideologically go so far left freaking universities are insane oh yeah they, they are. are insane yeah anyway i'm glad to hear that guy got his job back that sucks speaking of school somebody sent this yesterday is this only a california thing or is this around but their kids were handed this out at school yesterday and i forgot to write down what age it is the the gender unicorn. Oh boy, yeah. Graphic by oh, yeah. T S E R, whatever that organization is. Oh yeah, we've had lots of people send us the gender unicorn coming to a school near you, and it's got a unicorn on there. Um, Appropriate. And then you fill out the thing: gender identity, female, woman, girl, or male, man, boy, or other. Uh, then gender expression: feminine, masculine, other. Sex assigned at birth: you 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 pick a choice. Then sexually attracted to women, men, or other. Then emotionally attracted to women, men, or other. I think the real bone of contention here is that it's being given to third and fourth graders, if not younger kids than that. I mean, really little kids. They're teaching this sort of thing to kindergartners right now. I don't know that it's the gender unicorn in kindergartens, but it's that curriculum to tiny little kids. The earlier you get them, the more thoroughly you can indoctrinate them. Every dictator knows that. Every despot knows that. 
That's really interesting. Uh, yeah, let's... Um, now, is somebody just getting these on the school campus, or is the school handing these out to people? The actual school. Oh, no, that's part of the curriculum. Yeah, this is being taught in classrooms. Let's see. Here we go. Um, I'm checking out. I'm from the Daily Nebraskan. Ah, that'd take too long. I don't know if there's ever been a time where society changed so fast, moved so far so fast. And a lot of you would say that's fantastic. And supported by so few. That's progress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, at the the, uh, behest of so few people. The percentage of people who are, like, clamoring to get gender unicorn papers passed out in school and start that conversation, got to be low single digits across the country. And the younger you're talking about, the lower it would be, too. The idea that kindergartners need to be educated about gender choices. I'll bet you just help them understand the ABCs. Let them take a little nap. (laughs) Then get up and have them count some oranges or something. Right. Yeah. You ever heard of Duck, Duck, Goose? Perfectly good way to spend your time. This is, uh, what if the duck would rather get with the goose? It identifies as a goose. Yeah, the number of people who'd support little kids delving into this is tiny, and yet it happens. The educational establishment, well, it's, uh, uh, the, the, of all the monopolies, a monopoly of education is the most insidious. These are true words, my friends. Learn them. Live them. Fight the power. Armstrong and Getty.